2: Welcome again to Movie Talk. Today we'll be looking at two rather quirky movies. One is Annette from the Sparks Brothers and Ride the Eagle, which is set in the Yosemite National Park, California, about a man dealing with grief after his mother's death. Then we're off again into the American forests in a more dramatic film, Pig. first time I fell in love, woke up next to the girl
0: and escaped fast and far. And Anne has changed me. What I see in her is obvious. What she sees in me is...
2: Very much influenced by the very quirky Sparks Brothers, Annette tells the very unpredictable tale of a stand-up comedian, his opera singer-wife and their two-year-old daughter. Carolyn Brown's been off to the Lumiere to see this rather unique film. Uh, Carolyn, you recently saw that offbeat documentary about the Sparks Brothers. This time, what do you think of Annette.
1: I have to say that I went into this movie with very low expectations. Yes. <laughs> very low. I did not expect, because they, they, they don't come across as screenwriters, although they're lyricists, aren't they, the Spark Brothers? so, yeah, so
2: they're very good. They can use a whole, write a whole song with just one word. One word, word. <laughs> yeah, people
1: buy it. So I was expecting, and the reviews hadn't been particularly good for it, but I was really, really surprised. It was a good film. I really liked it. Um, it's, just, it's I mean this, the story itself is really quite basic, really, isn't it? It's a very basic story of men. Boy beats, girl girls, boy and all the yeah, dramas yeah, in between. Yeah, yeah. But it's how they present it that's just yeah, incredible. Yeah, it's a
2: unique film in it many is. ways. I've never seen anything quite like as weird as that. Yeah, I? I've seen some you al- just don't know where it's going, what's going to come next.
1: Well, you don't know what style you're going to be presented with next, I think, is yeah, and, I, that's a, good and point. a big shout out. I mean nobody ever mentions the cinematographer, but um this French woman, Caroline Chatier, she had her work cut out for this film. And she delivered. And the same with Adam Driver, who's the the lead actor in the film. He commands the screen. And I don't think anybody else could have done it as well as he did. (laughs) He's taken a rather basic script and he just puts so much emotion. And the same, what all the actors do. Um, They really, really gave their all to this film and its show. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I, I just sort of still wonder if they knew what, they, what was going to happen
1: to them <laughs> They next. must have. They must have. Been when when the Sparks brothers contacted them and said, can you be in a film, I'm sure they must have, including, and the director as well, Leos Corax, he is very well known for his um, tragedies, his relationship tragedies. He's tragedy. French, He's isn't French he? He? Yeah. as well. Yeah. This is very much a, a, a global production and all. Yeah, way. yeah. I mean, the, the scriptwriters are American and then they've got the French and. And I can understand why it's done so well at Cairns, um, and and should do well. In the, amongst all the independent theatres as well yeah
2: and the association of the uh, uh, Sparks Brothers that's actually their real surname is Mail yes. M-A-E-L so there's Ron and Russell Mail who, yeah. who actually. and they Sparks poke brothers. fun at themselves and, in the
1: movie I mean oh yeah, Adam Driver yeah. at one point resembles he could have been um, one of the Mail Brothers the old yeah, brothers about that. he could have been his twin <laughs> brother and I'm sure it was deliberate the, the way his face was sculpted was yeah, to yeah, yeah right yeah, down I remember
2: to the moustache yeah. yeah and um, yeah, but they, they um, made up or uh, came up with the original story, which this yeah, film the film is based on. Yeah, the screenplay for it. Yeah, and uh, then they uh, went on and, and, and wrote the screenplay together with um yeah. Leo, with the director, Leo. Sk- Carracks, uh, they yeah. worked on that together. And they also did all the music for it. Because it's after all. It's a very while, much
1: spark music, isn't it? I mean, you can tell.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, some, the ones, a Even of right them, down to uh, the
1: one syllable songs. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah uh, uh, they're very repetitive, some of them also. They are, but it's hmm. very.
1: Um, Fantastical. Hmm.
2: But I mean so there was a little while before I realised that this film is more like there's so little continuous dialogue, it's ninety percent um music it's yes, more like so it is an a opera, musical, Or yeah. let's call it an operetta. Oh an operetta <laughs> as
1: well. And I do have to mention that if you do have a, a light sensitivity, the very first scene um you'll have to take precautions because there are a few scenes in this film with lots of especially the lightning and the camera flashes that I found Quite annoying and had to, to take, yeah. yeah, and couldn't watch the screen for because of my own sensitivity. So, and it's the very first scene, and it just caught me by surprise. So, I just want to warn other what people. Was scene. Scene? What was in that scene? The camera flashing um, at the very beginning when they were introducing that they were about to create an opera, a ah, musical. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. Ah, yeah, ah, yeah, oh yeah, so, yeah,
2: yep, yep. I'm yeah, with you. it would have been hmm.
1: nice to have had warning. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. And then you see them together again. Um, they're, they're, I mean, the Sparks brothers basically are not in the film, but you do they see them in the, the opening sequence there. Yeah. there no, there
1: they to, have a cameo role as well. Getting... You need to look out yeah, for Yeah, they it. pop out. Yeah. yeah.
2: And, and they're, they're doing their music, playing music, singing their music. And Leos character, ca- he's in that. The director's also in that scene. Ah. I think he's playing the drum.
1: Ah, <laughs> so yeah.
2: that's how they got him in it. No, it's, it's very good.
1: The whole the introduction to the film, especially, is something I've never, ever seen before. <laughs> oh, <laughs> All yes. Of
2: thing. The I mean, opening uh, the, musical. Yes, I mean, how, well, that, that, do you mean that warning about what you're not to, to the audience, what not to do? No,
1: no, oh. that was quite funny as well. <laughs> well, I, well but got no, the opening scene is like the, the act you've got Adam Driver and you've got Miriam Cotillard and they're, they're on their way to the theatre to create the film and they're being um, yeah, it, it's it's like the pre to the filming of the film yeah. kind of thing, and it's really interesting. And the, this film does it takes in so many different, different Yeah,
2: well, I mean, even before the film actually starts, this voice comes on, and uh, tells the audience uh, that um, that if they want to, to sing, or clap, or, or laugh, breathe. or cry, <laughs> or yawn, or boo. <laughs> Or fart. Oh, I make fart we'll breathe. <laughs> they should, yeah, or breathe. <laughs> or breathe even. Then uh, they should should you know not be they will not be tolerated. Yeah, so the, the,
1: the quirky <laughs> well, what sense of But film never starts like that. <laughs> exactly. The quirky <laughs> sense of humour Ron and Russell Mayle definitely shows in this film. But as I said, I was really pleasantly mm. surprised. It was good. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean this is um, yeah. Okay. So it's an odd film about a mismatched couple with that young girl, mm. and uh, yeah, and just she's amazing. We can't give
1: too much of the plot away. No, you can't. it is a simplistic plot, yeah, really.
2: But but no, it, it, that t- spoils it. Well, I mean, because you yourself can never guess what is going to develop, what's going to happen. Right. Next. It's yeah. impossible to do that in a <laughs> crazy film like this. But uh, where they're
1: going to take it? Well, yeah, there are some confronting scenes in it as well. That yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll understand if you see the film. Like, oh, I really well, did not need to see that. Well, but, if the
2: Sparks anyway. Brothers ever visit New Zealand, would you go and see
1: them? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know for their music,
2: but yeah. I don't know. Yeah. OK, no, it's good fun. Cool. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that was Carolyn Brown with her views on Annette and I'm Hans Petrovic on Movie Talk on Plains FM 96.9.
3: Hi, Leaf. Look at me talking to you even though I'm dead. That's trippy, right? Well, I'm still here spiritually. I'm right behind you. (laughs) Boo! That was a good one, I got you. I got you. I know, yeah, I did.
1: I hereby leave my cabin to my son, provided he completes this list of tasks left for him at the cabin. Do you want a gun? No, should I? No, you'll be fine.
2: You'll be fine. Another quirky film is Ride the Eagle, in which a loner of a man must follow his dead mother's very personal instructions in order to inherit her lovely home in the Californian outback. Ian Cummings has been off to the Academy Cinemas to see this very personal film. Ian, this is another of these fascinating surprise movies. What did you think of Ride the Eagle?
0: Well, it was a bit like Edmund's baking powder. I found it a bit slow to rise, if you like, to get okay. to grips with the thing. Yeah, to it know. was a bit of a sleeper, you know. But it, it's it's um, it was it was rather strange. Let's face it, at first. Oh yes, you didn't know where this film no, was going. No, but it, you hmm. know, it, it, it turns out to be. It's offbeat. It's um. It's um. It's a gentle comedy, actually. There's a lot, there's quite a lot of chuckles in there, not loud laughs, but um, about relationships and and what a fantastic script it's got. But we, unfortunately, we it's got some cracking lines in it that we can't possibly mention on the radio. But um, the <laughs> script was written by the director, Trent Connell, and the star himself, Jake Johnson. Yeah, so they got together to write it, and they put their talents to directing and acting and and. Indi- produced it as well, and they've yeah. come They've come up with a little beauty, actually. Yeah,
2: and this is one of these films that was made during the um, COVID lockdown. They sort of have, went out on their own and did this while most of the, like, like Hollywood's closed lock it's also locked down. And um, you get these, I mean, this is very much a sort of a, uh, you get the feeling that this is a uh, made in the quirky independent film tradition. you use used my
0: word exactly. It's an indie film.
2: Yeah. It's not. It's not Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah, and it certainly is. I mean, I don't think Hollywood would let them get away with
0: this sort of stuff.
2: <laughs> so what, in what way, what happens there then? What happens where? In this film. Well, I don't uh, want to give away too much of the story. No, no, but, but I mean, he's, he gets these instructions. His mother's died. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't seen her for a long time. Well, he' a seven-year-old boy or something, I think, when uh, last She abandoned
0: summer. him, really, didn't she? She, she? abandoned she? him,
2: yeah. yeah. And uh, now she's died, and she's, if he, she tells him, if you want my lovely cabin mm-hmm. in the woods... Um, You'll have to um, uh, do certain things. Certain and, and some of them are quite odd, difficult things. Yeah. But you can see there's an underlying thing. She wants to bring him closer to her again to show him that she's caring and give him good advice yeah. and all this sort of thing.
0: And, and the instructions are given by... She sits herself down. We see it at the start of the film. And she sets up a camera, a video camera, and presses the record button, sits down, and then starts talking. And this is what... The son finds when he arrives at her her home in the um, in, in by the lake there in the bush, um, and um, she starts to talk as if he's there and and he's supposed to respond no he didn't find that funny he wasn't frightened at all
2: (laughs) but she seemed to sort of know what he was going to say next because she always had the answer (laughs)
0: yeah so this was played by Susan Sarandon she's a very experienced um, actress you know well into her 50s now but I think this must have been an interesting film basically it was all she was seated and delivering lines uh, or instructions as they are um while it's been filmed through the video, so basically she could have been in there with no makeup, no hairdo, or anything like that. Basically, but but she's talking to him there, and he, um, he. Now you can pause it now. So he, he pauses the film and then carries on and
2: starts to do his instructions. Yeah, and, and they're a weird lot. I mean, one request is to cross a lake near there, sneak into a house, and there drop a, a note from his mother on a the bed there and then sneak out again. Then another one he asks him to catch a fish for his um, dinner, using only his bare hands to catch it. I can't remember if he had any luck or not. Well, no, I don't think he
0: did. He tried various <laughs> things there, and
2: I think he might have given up in disgust, actually. <laughs> mm. But then, uh, the, but beyond that, it went into these positive um, re- requests that she had for him and um, because she asked him uh, to phone that, that girl that got away in his life. And and this and this then he does this while oh. mum is on the <laughs> that um, system and uh, and dead and uh, she's talking to this girl after a long time they haven't spoken to each other and this leaves him to sort of re-establish a contact with a former girlfriend. Yeah. <clears> and, and they and it's an interesting reaction there. They use a split
0: screen, of course, because she's eight hours away in another city or another town. Right? Yeah. So she's in the kitchen using her. Um, she what well, she's blending something. Yeah, oh, for some soup thing. She's, yeah. She, she's making some soup with this whizzing noise, and um, and he's talking on the other end there, and um, then they get on to this thing about well, shall we talk? Shall we do some phone sex? No, I don't think we will. Yeah, I you don't
2: know. Quite know what that
0: means. <laughs> <laughs> well, you sort of find out, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mentioned Susan Sarandon, but the other actor that I was well aware of was J.K. Simmons. And he was in a film a few years ago called Whiplash, which was a fantastic – eight years ago, I can't believe it now. Um, and he's a drum – he's a he's a, a, a tutor of a drummer, and, and he's oh, in yeah. La La Land as well. But he has the foulest language on the telephone. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And uh, then when uh, he, uh, they first meet um, – we, we mustn't give it away too much, but uh, J.K. playing this, this, this man whose house – um, Jake, our, our hero, if you like, had broken into mm. to follow the mum's instructions. But he comes round to his house and uh, carries on with his foul language and, and then gets a bit of a shock. We, we don't want to spoil the story, but um, J.K. Simmons, when he's in full flight, my God. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> yeah, and it's been, it's beautifully shot. It's it's a quiet location. You'd see why it would be perfect for COVID or something like this. They can go into the, you know, this um, forest if you like, or um, and beside. Uh, beside a beautiful lake yep. in the in the in the, Wop Wops, back of the back of the boondocks, you know, something like that. Oh, beautiful. this
2: is up in the Yosemite um, National Park up in Northern uh, California that this was put together, yeah. Mm. Mm. So Jake mm. Johnson, I'd never heard of before,
0: but he's done a few films actually. Uh, he was in one of the Spider-Mans and he was in... Um, um, oh, um... Forgotten, I can't, can't find. It doesn't matter. Oh, yes, he was in, in, in The Mummy. The Mummy. Oh, but, I see. But he, he was a Fresh Face, mm-hmm. like the woman was a fresh face. Um, his girlfriend... No, yes, ah yeah. yes yes and yes, yes yes. Apart from J.K. Simmons, yeah, it was all yeah. refreshing, new faces really yeah. for me.
2: Yes, yeah. yeah. It's uh, again another. It's, it's like that a net film. It's full of totally full of unexpected developments and this sort of thing. But once you get the hang of it, it actually turns out to be a very good little film.
0: Well, I, you could do worse than go and see what's it called, Ride the Eagle. Yeah,
2: Which, and find <laughs> out why it's got called that by name. The film. <laughs> yes, you yeah. to. Okay, good. Thank you, Ian. That was Ian Cumming, helping me with Ride the Eagle. I'd like to thank the sponsor of the show, the Harcourts Grenadier Accommodation Centre, which is now located at 98 Moorhouse Avenue. If you're looking for a place to live, check out the Harcourts Accommodation Centre website, www.assetmanagers.co.nz. That address again, dot nz. (laughs) I'm looking for a truffle pig. Someone stole. Her. I
3: don't understand. Tell me you are. You made the right choice being out there in the woods. There's nothing here for you anymore. There's really nothing here for most of us. Buy yourself a new pig.
2: What are you thinking?
0: I remember every meal I ever cooked.
3: I remember every person I ever served. You live your life for them,
2: and they don't even see you. You don't even see yourself. In Pig, a man who lives in the wilderness must return to his past while in search of his beloved pet, which has been stolen. Mary Gibson has been off to the Lumiere cinemas to see this film on loneliness, sorrow and regret.
3: Mary, what do you think of Pig? I did not know what to expect when I went to see Pig. I thought, you know, is this about Babe? This is definitely not about Babe the Pig. This is an entirely different movie. Really, really good movie. I enjoyed this very much. I... Um I got so involved in it I really wanted him to find Pig and I wanted to know the full story about Pig and Pig's only name was Pig and <laughs> this whole movie is really there's so much to it and I and I think I you know, I remember saying to you afterwards at the end of the movie, Hans, that it was a, about so many things. It was about love. It was about loss. It was about um, looking inside oneself. It was about relationships, yeah. how people work, how they engage with each other. Um, and and about, there was such a power play going on with young um, Darius and his father. So it was so, oh, sorry, Alex and his father. It was so interesting interesting this movie on so many levels yeah.
2: yeah I had exactly the same feeling I expected this to be a cute film about mm-hmm. this fellow living out in the forest somewhere with this <laughs> and, uh, you know which he loves and uh, that sort of stuff but this turned out to be um you know it yeah, just like you say, it sort of turned into a rather po- poignant meditation on loss and grief and um, all these things.
3: Yeah, so hmm. many factors. And, and, you know, the, the young guy that um, Nicolas Cage's character, Rob, befriended uh, young Amir, and then he he played a great role. He hmm. was really strong in it. Nicholas Cage was fantastic. Yeah, you know. he was amazing. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, he was so good. And then... You know the the play of personalities that played out between young Amir and his father Darius, who was played by Adam Arkin. That was so. Brilliant! How that came out in the end, what that was all about, and mm. and and what the whole story was around. You know, you you thought this was about a, a prized truffle pig, and him <laughs> getting and and Nicolas Cage's character Rob getting back the pig that had been stolen, but it was so much more than that. And when you understood the story of why the pig was stolen, and um and what part that played, and and. I don't want to ruin it for anyone at all but you know the comment that Nicholas Cage's character made at the end about the pig uh, was <laughs> so poignant I'm not going to say it because it's so poignant and I think it's so integral to this movie but you know b- b- shot in Oregon it was beautifully filmed wasn't it yeah. it was quite dark quite mm. quite dark all the way through there wasn't wasn't a lot even though it's shot in colour yeah, there wasn't correct. a lot of yes, yes. a lot of light in it mm. but it, it was it was dark in many ways, wasn't it? And even, you know, the the, the peace around the hospitality sector and the fights at night and all of that was like, whoa, you know, you know that these people that work in hospitality like to uh, let off steam and cool off after they've had a, a big night of work. But then what they were doing with those fights down in the underground <laughs> was like, wow, you know, it was just intense, wasn't it? And, yes. and hmm. you, you know, you, you're constantly, E Engrossed in the story and trying to work out where it's going, going to go. Yeah, yeah. You cannot go there and sit back and and watch. You you are you have to become engaged in it, mm. don't you? Yeah, Did you oh, find yes. that?
2: Yeah, and I was amazed because I mean Nicolas Cage to me looked much older than I expected, but he's uh,
3: fifty-seven years old now. You know that's, yeah. that's wow. Yeah, he's but, no no longer the guy uh, from Con Air or Face Off sure, or, yeah, yeah. or those kinds of movies. Yeah, this yeah. is it's a whole different genre for him, isn't it? Yeah. And in this film, I mean, he, he doesn't say much, mm. but he,
2: he sort of keeps his emotions to himself. Um, but he uses his eyes to convey the rage and sorrow that he's feeling inside, mm. you know, and they're mm.
3: coming out. And, um, and, you know, that's amazing acting. <laughs> but, but when he does speak, what he says is profound isn't it you know yeah. those those conversations that he had with the young guy the conversations that he had with the chef in the restaurant about the whole fantasy of preparing food and being a top chef and really it's nothing it's hollow it was it was so interesting in terms yeah. of that and and understanding that around the lifestyle
2: really yeah well the whole point is he's living out on his own in the, um in the forest there and um then he um he, he heads off to a big town nearby, uh, oh, some closest town I suppose, Portland and um, in search of his pig, he's got a guess, he thinks if anybody's got it it'd be someone from there. Mm. And then they, these two fellow, him and his uh, the other fellow he knows, uh, they go around um, to all classy restaurants and talking to chefs and then you find out that um, Cage was a chef, a top class chef himself mm. in the restaurants mm. there mm. and until his wife died mm. and the, I think the bitterness of that made him get out of town. And of course the only, pers- only thing he had to um, as a companion was that pig.
3: Mm-hmm. And now it's being stolen. <laughs> mm. Yeah, well, and, and uh, I mean, he was living how he was living by choice. He yeah. didn't have to live like that. He chose to live that way. He was self-sufficient, and he survived on the money he made from the sale of truffles, you know, or ba- basically bartered it for goods to to survive. So, so you know, it was his chosen way of living. He, he clearly his sorrow had taken him down that path. But look, I look, I'm um, I heard Kate Roger talk about this. And I, I kind of agree with her. You know, it's a five star movie. It's a top mm, yeah. notch mm. movie. I, I just think it, for me, it's going to be one of those ones I really remember. Really? Um, yeah. Yes. Yes, I do. I do. And and I, I just think that it's something that will kind of it gets inside you, <laughs> and you, you, you can't help but. Um, become engrossed in it. And that's mm. why I say I think it'll be on my, on my top ten list. Tins. Ah, yeah.
2: Well, it's certainly much more than you would expect from a film called Pig.
3: Absolutely.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you, Mary. That was Mary Gibson with her views on Pig. And I'm Hans Petrovic, inviting you to listen to Movie Talk again on Plains FM 96.9 at midday next Wednesday. This program will also be repeated at midday on Saturday, and you can listen to podcasts of earlier episodes on the Plains FM website, planesfm.org.nz.